When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Wolverine Podcast. I'm John Borton and uh, excited to be here with you tonight because uh, Michigan with a uh, big win in the Big Ten opener in the rearview mirror. And now it's all full speed ahead to Iowa and the Hawkeyes. We've got uh, someone that you recognize very well, Mr. Tom Crawford, in with us to talk about this tonight. And uh, you know him from his Press Pass show with Jack Ebling. You know him from uh, the Crawford Podcasting Network that uh, he founded and uh, continues. Tom, great to have you with us. That's great to, to be here, John. It's, uh, you know, great to be, what, 4-0, hopefully go to 5-0. and um, and uh, a win is a win, and a yard meant a yard. Last Saturday, as Bo would say, want to have a game where a yard meant a yard? Well, it meant a yard on um, Saturday against Maryland, and I think that, that what happened there was just perfect, perfect setup for a slobber knocker in Iowa City on Saturday. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I, there are people that are taking this a little lightly, I would say. We're going to talk <laughs> about that in a little bit. But uh, it's I, I think that uh, a lot of people are thinking Michigan's going to waltz in there and uh, just have their way with the, uh, with the Hawkeyes. But a lot of those same people were thinking that uh, they'd, they'd beat Maryland by three touchdowns. That didn't happen. And we're going to talk about some of the reasons why. And I think one of them is particularly applicable to when we look ahead to Iowa and some of the things that need to take place. Second start for J.J. McCarthy. And uh, he actually third start for J.J. McCarthy. He was uh, he was on point for most of the day. But what happened? You know, there was a there were a few mistakes in there that uh, could have turned disastrous and did not. You know, here's uh, strongest arm you could ever ask for. Got the good feet. I think he tries to do a little too much at times and extend a little too much. And we saw two fumbles on one series, and his teammates covered up for that, and one. What would have been an interception had the Terrapin defensive back not been out of bounds at the time. So it was very close to having a few more turnovers. And in a seven-point game, that's a big deal. Your assessment of, of where J.J. is at this point in terms of ball security. 
Well, yeah, it, it's 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 concerning. I mean, he's trying to make things happen. You you know he, he's you know he has Charles Woodson saying you know you know uh, hey God gave you these legs so use them so run around and he did look like Fran Tarkinen for us old guys that remember back in the '60s mm-hmm. and at one particular play where he ran for a, a first down. Um, yeah, that, that that I mean I, I I'm confident that's going to be addressed. I'm confident he's going to own it. If you remember in the post game, in fact, I asked him about the uh, the overthrow to Andrew Anthony. He completely owned that, right? That was that was his bad. Um, I get, you know, they're under, you know, I guess this this uh, 110 arm now. All of a sudden, the arm is 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 uh, is better than ever, and so he's adjusting to having a, a completely healthy arm. So he's going to have to actually back down and adjust his delivery. It's like adjusting an RPM on an engine, I guess. And um, so I, I, you know, I, I'm confident uh, that he, he will, the, the priorities are there, although it is concerning because he's coming up, he's going to Nile Kinnick Stadium, where you've been many times. Mm-hmm. It's like going to a boxing ring, okay? The fans are on top of you, and you have arguably probably the most opportunistic defense in college football the last several decades, it seems like. And Jim Harbaugh addressed that from the Norm Parker to Phil Parker days. Um, that's how they roll. And look what they did against Rutgers. Their defense outscored their offense. I mean, they, yep. they'll have a pick six, they'll have a scoop and score six. So um, it, it's I'm sure it's being a, emphasized greatly this weekend or this week of practice leading up to this weekend. So I think I don't think you're going to see that. At least I hope I'm not, we're not going to see that on Saturday. Well, that's the thing. That's Iowa's chance to win this game if Michigan gives them opportunities. And the the usually the easiest way to give opportunities is if uh, the young guy calling the signals out uh, has a day where you know he either gets picked off or there's some kind of a, a mishandling of exchanges. For me, it it's pretty simple. Uh, I, t- I think that uh, J.J. McCarthy is so talented. And with that arm, with the, the legs, he can do so many things. But I think there's still some things that he has to learn. And one of them uh, he could learn from the guy that he displaced in Cade McNamara. That being understand when it's time to throw the football away or go down. Because in either of those situations, uh, you, you are buying yourself another play. You're buying yourself more time if you don't get nicked up. You know, Iowa's got a tough defense. They will be coming after him. And there is such a thing as, yeah, try to extend a play as best you can. But if you see that it's going to get shut down or that there could be a, a – uh, bad result don't try to fit a ball in there don't try to take that one extra step I mean as far as zigzagging one more time and continuing to go back uh get rid of it fire the ball out of bounds whatever put it in row three yeah and and, and Maryland quite honestly had a little bit to do with that I mean I thought their defense was magnificent I uh, they they were they were they were bound and determined nothing is gonna nobody's getting behind us if you know what I mean yeah. A couple of times that they did, yeah, Andrew, they did get behind. But I mean, everything was forcing Michigan to throw underneath, and I thought they'd go a little bit more. They went to Schooner, or you know, 
and Bredesen here and there, but I thought they'd, they'd take the underneath stuff. And what they ended up doing is opting just, let's just run the damn ball. And that worked out pretty well. But I thought Maryland's defense was 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 terrific. I, I really do that. <coughs> that side of the ball. And then obviously the pass protection. And when we talk about Michigan's defense, uh, not getting any quarterback pressures in that first half, finally they got it going in the, in the second half. That was really glaring to me because – to his little brother had all time back there. And, uh, you know, that's – and Michigan was struggling a little bit. But um, I, th I thought Maryland, Maryland – Maryland to me – and I might be overstating this, but they could be at the level of Minnesota because we really don't know about Minnesota. Everybody's talking about Minnesota. As far as the new – you know, this the, the, the teams maybe are not expecting to be good this year. You know, Iowa, you know, the defending West champion, I mean, uh, everybody's thinking about other teams besides – you know, Iowa. Um, but I, I, I think that, um, um, or, or Maryland, I think Maryland and Minnesota are, are really comparable. And, and so I don't, I think this was, a, this was a good win. This was a good win. I, I really do. I think it has a chance to, as they say, age well, there's no doubt. We'll see yeah, what Maryland yeah. does from here. I will say something. Someone made a point uh, regarding that pass rush that I hadn't really given a whole lot of thought to, but uh, those that were around very close to the the Michigan team during the week, uh, they were hearing over and over that there was a message being stressed to these defensive linemen, stay in your lane, don't let him out, you know, just right. – contain and when you when you have that sort of approach you may not be quite as all out going after the quarterback as you normally are and so i'm i'm thinking that there's maybe something to that in the fact that i mean and i was i i was part of the hey they they've got to generate a better four-man pass rush but in this situation i think you know, maybe there's something to the fact that they were, they had that in their heads, contain, contain, stay in your lane, that sort of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I agree with you to some extent, but I, I, I watched the game again this morning, but actually for the third time on BTN, and um, and that's consolidated, condensed into 60 minutes, I understand that, but but man, I mean, they weren't, they weren't, they just, there was no penetration. I mean, the amount of time was, was it was incredible. Mm -hmm. And and I you know I, I thought Michigan secondary played one of its best games, and obviously coming up with two big turnovers was 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 huge in that regard. I know we're going to talk about the secondary with Sanders still and some other people, but uh, I I was really impressed you know by by the secondary because it, there just wasn't anything there. But back to my the original point, yeah, you're right. You can't emphasize enough. I truly think JJ McCarthy is going to get better. He hasn't played. He hasn't started very – he hasn't played uh, a lot of football. He hasn't played nearly as much football as Dave McNamara has, and yeah. including going back to two years ago. Um, um, so, uh, or when, you know, when, when he got in some action uh, after the Joe Milton thing, you know, that, that went away. So I, I really think that, um, you know, Saturday he's going to play much better. I think it's going to be, a like I said before, I think it's going to be a slobber knocker of a game, but I think Michigan's going to come out on top. You talk about the guys that have played football, and I, I can know one that's going to be playing a heck of a lot of football, and that would be sophomore tailback or junior tailback Blake Corum. 
because uh, this guy absolutely tore it up on Saturday. Jim Harbaugh was raving about him on Monday, about his ability to be close to defenders, get right up to them before making that quick cut and, uh, and go into the house like he did on Saturday. Uh, Harbaugh cast it as he gets close enough that he can smell their breath and, <laughs> and then take hey, hey, off. You know, John, that, you know, there's another in- interesting um, comparison to that. And I'll go over to basketball. You know, when you're, when you're running off a screen, I mean, you got, you, you don't want to cut the tail off the, you know, off, off the defense. You want to really make it tight. You know, it's mm-hmm. like he's playing basketball. He's moving off a pick or something. I mean, he's, he had that jump cut of his, is amazing. You got that part of Blake Quorum, and you know, of all the guys that have been in front of us, and you've been doing this longer than me, that have sat up there in that press room after a game. Okay, and we've seen them all, all, all sizes and shapes. Okay, but I, I don't think um, pound for pound, inch for inch, I've seen a more impressive physical person than this year's version of Blake Quorum. I don't know. It, it 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 just it, it just jumped out at me. I go, oh my God, he is massive. His arms are ma- his quads when he gets up and leaves. He's got that big old smile. You know, I'm not, I mean, he's he's just you know he's his body is unbelievable. It's freakish. And uh, when you combine that with speed, I mean, he's got it all. He's got it all for to be one tough dude to tackle. I I I think he would be he'd be hard to find. Think about if you're a linebacker, you got to find him, you got to catch him, and and then when you and then you got to bring him down when you when you get to him, and and to meet him head on would be would be a tough order too. I I, I think he's I think he's worthy of thirty carries myself. <laughs> yes, you don't want to have to do it because right. you kind of kind of did in that game, but I'll tell you what, here here's here here's a combination for you, Jamie Morris size and uh, height ability. Uh, Tim Biakabatuka feet in terms of making quick cuts, and what would you say? When does Wheatley come in? When does Wheatley come in? He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not that speed. But but the third, I mean, he's got a little bit of Hassan Haskins in terms of toughness. He 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 can't run over people quite the way Haskins did. But the you're right. Weight room warrior, very 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 tough. And he indeed could make some tough yards at times and did on Saturday when he needed to. So I think that's a a pretty good combination. What you need to know is, is he going to get some more help pretty soon? And that, I think that can do nothing but help them. You'd like to see Donovan Edwards out there Saturday. We will see if in fact that happens. Um, And you want to get help in this form of a, sort of a, a, a mentally rebuilt C.J. Stokes. Not necessarily that he needed it, but certainly there was a message delivered. C.J. Stokes oh, delivered. has a, a drive-killing fumble, and he's you know, done. He didn't see the ball the rest of the game. That pure Montana weighing in saying, will C.J. Stokes see the ball ever again? And yeah. my contention is yes, and, uh, and pretty soon. But uh, – you need to, you need to send a lot, uh, send a message, and it went not only to C.J. Stokes, but anybody that's hoping to carry the ball for Mike Hart this year. Hey, can't do that. No, you're, 
Exactly right. I mean, I, I was, um, I mean, this goes back to the, the Schembechler days. You, you fumble, you sit, you, and you, it might take a couple of games to get back in the, in the lineup. Um, I, you know, I mean, Huckleby got away with it because he was so good once in a while when he'd fumble. But, man, that was, uh, I, I was really surprised that we did not see him again, again. I mean, mm-hmm. fumbles happen. I mean, right. so, but, but it's a message and I, and I, you're right, it'll, it'll probably work. But knowing that, you know, Blake Corum can, is capable of doing and embraces this opportunity. And, and he's a great blocker. He's a great vision runner. Um, you know, I was saw enough of him at, you know, at, in Indianapolis last year in that in that touchdown run, but um, that they, they got it. They're going to have to to have balance to beat to beat Iowa to move on this defense. I don't think you can be one dimensional. They're going to have to run. They're going to have to throw. Yeah, no doubt about it. And they the more runners they have, the more capable runners that they can move in there, the better off you are, especially against the defense that's going to be as sound and as physical as this group of Hawkeyes. So, you know, you referenced flipping to the other side of the ball, the Michigan secondary. I'm trying to remember a a game that did not involve Charles Woodson where I saw two uh, interceptions that were as athletic and kind of spectacular as the ones that we saw. DJ Turner with the dive and then uh, Mr. Moten, RJ Moten with the, uh, you know, the tip into the air and then the diving snag. Yeah. And, and, and you have to make those plays. I mean, and that, that's, you know, you look at some of these great seasons that Michigan has had in games that they've struggled. Uh, it's been, the defense making a key turnover. I mean, you can go countless years in that regard and, and you know, that, that have turned the game that saved the game. I mean, there's think about this game. If Michigan didn't, you know, you know, you want to call it a gift or whatever. I mean, you still got to make a play. I mean, they got seven points in the first eight seconds. And from that point forward, it was an even game. So, but the defense, the defense won this game, in my opinion, and Blake Corum, obviously, uh, and they're going to they're going to have a lot of these games where their defense, the defense is going to have to step up. I, the defense is not going to be as challenged against Iowa as they are probably the lion's share of opponents this year. Let's be real. Iowa's offense is pathetic. It can't move across the street, but it's an opportunistic uh, uh, offense. In, in other words, so if if Michigan, you know, back to the J.J. McCarthy phobia, are we worried about him going to fumble or, or anybody else? Um if if they give them a short field and they get a you know touch you know get inside of forty, I mean they could score, and uh, that's that's a lot of pressure on D. Michigan is Michigan can win this game. Will win this game, John, if they don't turn the ball over, or at least wins the turnover battle. They're going to win this game. Yeah, and I think that uh, part of what they have going for them is they're going to be able to really turn it up and turn it loose against uh, Spencer Petrus that uh, behind center for. Iowa because he is not all that mobile and uh, I I just think that they'll cause a lot of problems there this is an Iowa team that has had a lot of churn in the offensive line from one year to the next and uh, not a lot of great wideouts for the Hawkeyes so so you I mean it's it's the kind of thing where you should be able to contain them and not only avoid those turnovers on offense, but also create some things for your own guys. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, yeah, they don't have – when you look at Iowa's lineup, I mean, they don't they don't have a, a name. I mean, the, the name you think about in Iowa, you think of Jack Campbell. We saw how good he was last, you know, in, in the Big Ten championship game at, at, at linebacker, at, at the Mike linebacker. But they don't have – um, they don't have, uh, you know, household names on on their on their team, and so and they don't have, you know, players that are getting, you know, on Heisman you know, or, you know, watch lists of certain awards in the postseason. So um, once again, Michigan's just got to worry about Michigan, and Michigan's got to manage the crowd noise. And this is the first time they've been on the road, and and there's a lot of young players on this team, and. Um, you know, how are they going to react? Now, I, I do like the idea, though, John, that they were challenged in terms of they didn't waltz their way through where the game was decided in the first quarter, which we've been experiencing with these, you know, three highly inferior opponents uh, in, in non-conference play. So you played a legitimate opponent, uh, a good opponent, and who knows how good they could be. You never know. They could be an eight or nine win season for Maryland. Um, so that prepared them well for Iowa. Now, also, John, think back a year ago. Remember this? Remember the Rutgers game? And I'll never forget coming out of the press room. I've seen some of my buddies, and my God, it's like the sky was falling after Michigan struggled to beat Rutgers 20-13. to 13. Oh, my God, here we go again, blah, blah, blah. It went on and on and on. It was like Michigan had lost by three touchdowns. The next week, they go on the road for the first time, and they went up in Madison. Okay, big win. You know, I mean, it's a big win because it's a win. Okay, because they can't win up there. And, you know, that and then they then they had that tough game that they won at Nebraska. And all of a sudden they got they got their feet wet, winning road games and they're off to the races. And and uh, other than the stumble with Michigan State. So, um, so, you know, it's this is deja vu, in my opinion. And so I'm I'm not disturbed at all by the struggle with Maryland. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. And I think that. Uh, like we were saying at the at the start of this exchange, uh, one of the big aspects of it was uh, a Michigan secondary that seems to be getting better and better. I mean that to me, they're the biggest pleasant surprise on the defensive side this year, and that is even including uh, the fact that you're getting a pass rush off the edge at times. Whereas people wondered if there would be that at all. I, I just, um, between Jamon Green and uh, DJ Turner at the cornerbacks and, and Moten and some of these guys, some of these safeties stepping up, um, I think that you really, uh, you, you've got something in that second. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and then uh, Mike Sanders still, Mikey, they call him. Um, who would have thunk? <laughs> that the best guy in the secondary is a guy who moved over from a receiver position. I mean, it's 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 crazy. This kid had six solo tackles. He had a couple of assists. He had eight total. He was amazing. But you know, have you noticed like in the in the in these first few weeks, the same names are coming up. The guys that are are at the top of the stat sheet: Junior Colson, Mikey Sainristil, Mozzie Smith. They're, they're, and, and Mike Michael Barrett, I think, is I think we're going to see him more at the top of the same guys are consistently making these plays. Uh, and, and, and then RJ Moten, and you know, the list goes down. But I, I, I think you're going to, I think that's going to be steady. I think these are the guys that you can count on in that Michigan defense. Sanger still has been ridiculous so far. 
guy's yeah. a highlight reel. And he's just coming over from offense. I'm, I, I can't I, believe it. How does some? How does somebody do that? Well, I mean, I'll tell it, you what. I, I was racking my brain. Okay, well, what's what's the last guy that uh, you know made that much of an impact early after switching sides of the ball for Michigan and uh, and the voice of Michigan football these days, Mr. Douglas Karsh weighed in with the fact that. He said, well, Steve Hutchinson was pretty good, but that's been a while, uh, yeah. you know, because he came in as a, as a defensive lineman, switched to offense, and, you know, was that uh, was one of the linchpins of that 97 group. Uh, but as far as Sainer still is concerned, there's a lot of toughness going on there. You know, we talked about Corum being tough. Sainra still has got an attitude and a toughness. He at times will uh, volunteer. He'll he'll like you know put a bug in the coach's ears about hey let me let me play a little bit on offense and that is not so he can get the ball in his hands. Uh, I am told it is the fact that he wants to block and <clears throat> excuse me. So that's you know I, I just. As far as you're concerned, I mean, do you remember somebody that has made that quick uh, an impact and yeah. transition? I'll go, yeah, I'll go old man alert here. Okay, go old old man alert. <laughs> a quarterback named Jim Betts, who was Don Moorhead's backup. People go, who the hell is Jim Betts? <laughs> this is in Bo's first team. He moved over to safety. He was all American, and he would have made it in the NFL, but he he had an a, an accident as a Intern at the swimming pool at Anor Pioneer, and a whistle knocked his eye out, and all of a sudden he couldn't play in the NFL. Jim Betts, remember that name? I'm telling you what, ask Brandy about some stories about Jim Betts. That was a guy who knew he wasn't going to play quarterback. He moved over to play free safety, and he was terrific. He was all Big Ten. I think he might have been All American. That's a, and that's that's 50 years ago. <laughs> So that's a long time ago. I can't think of anybody then than Mike Mikey Sanders still. I mean, since I, I'm sure that I'm I'm sure we're forgetting somebody. But um I, I want to stay on defense because there's enough people over there on offense uh at the in the receivers room. And there's also good enough receivers that are blocking. Ronnie Bell's a great blocker, obviously. And Andrew Anthony is a really good blocker. They're all good blockers. So I I mean, keep them on defense. They need them there. I would agree with that, and I think that uh, Jim Harbaugh agrees with that because that's what you're seeing. He is having that impact. You're pretty, you're in good shape at the receiver spots, so uh, no doubt. All right, let's uh, let's eyes fully forward to Iowa at this point. If you go on our message board, you will run into no lack of individuals this week who are saying with, uh, you know, the kind of bravados that you might expect. Why, why are people being, uh, why are people scared of Iowa? Iowa's terrible. Iowa has no chance in this game. They're going to get blown off the field. What would Tom Crawford, who has been to Iowa City many times, have to say about that? I, I myself think that Michigan's going to win the game. So does Tom Crawford. I know that. But, I think, why, why is it overstating it to say things like, you know, this is just going to be a, this is going to be a runaway. So, so what's the worry? 
Well, I mean, first of all, they haven't won there since what 2005. I mean, and they don't play every year. I mean, and you know, it's a West opponent, so it's I don't I don't know how many times they've gone and failed. We know what happened in 2016. It's just the environment and uh, the the environment by itself. It's like that makes it tough right there. I mean, in terms of communication, the mental part of it, and fundamentally sound defense. I mean, when you have and they have a punter who can uh, Michigan State and Iowa have the best punters. But Michigan's got a pretty good one in Robbins. I mean, um, they they have a punter who can knock it down inside. I can't remember the guy's name inside the five yard line, like he's you know like he's chipping in on a golf course or something. I mean, he's amazing. And so I I think Michigan's going to have field position issues. And and when you have field position issues in this game, I'm just I'm just visualizing how this game's going to play out. Uh, it's tough to move the football. And you're going to, you know, Jim Harbaugh or who's ever calling Matt White, who's ever Sharon Moore is making these decisions, which we still don't haven't had an answer on who makes decisions, who, who makes decisions in tight games. I'm talking about the coordinator decision. You know, how how liberal are you going to go with your approach with J.J. McCarthy for the reasons that you cited at the start of this podcast? I mean, do they go conservative and try to run Blake to, do you, do you make your throwing game, you know, in the flats like it did a couple of weeks ago and uh, low risk or do you, you know, where, where do you, you know, where do you, where do you throw the dice in, in, in situations like this? And, and I don't know how, I don't know how Michigan's going to approach it offensively. Are they going to, you know, just play it tight to the vest and try to squeak out a, a win, which I think is going to happen. In fact, I have 20 to seven Michigan over Iowa uh, where they, where Michigan scores, it was a 13-7, and they extended to 27 late. That's just how I envision this game. I don't have any, you know, I don't have any uh, crystal ball aspect to it, but I mean, I, I just see it. And it's going to be a hard slobber knocker game. And if Michigan helps Iowa, like like Michigan, like Maryland helped Michigan, uh, then then you're in for a fourth quarter, you know, go, you know, just a you know white knuckle root canal game uh, right down to the end before i give you my take on this and uh we we discuss a little more we got account 22 weighing in asking isn't the night game environment the bugaboo noon game will help he says and i agree to an extent but that is uh night game isn't everything in kinnick stadium i i yeah. just I, I agree. It's it's much tougher at night, and those folks getting really whipped up. <clears throat> but part of that environment is the fact that the stands are so close. I don't care if it's midnight or noon, and they're hanging right over you, and they are loud, and they are very intense, and it's a it's a tough place to get things done on the sidelines. Yeah, and uh, back to. Um... You know, the night game, for all the reasons, you know, you're drinking and now, you know, you know, night games have a formula to them. Let's be real. You get a more amped up crowd. You got that part of it. Another part of it is you saw some of these games in Michigan. I mean, I go back to 1985 when Jim Harbaugh was was a junior uh, and they lost uh, number one versus number two. And it was, you know, wind, rain, <laughs> blowing, you know, blowing 40 miles an hour and uh, nasty conditions. Uh, that's the kind of game that Iowa likes that's the fact the kind of game that iowa fans like okay um michigan i think is going to benefit from i mean from what i understand i mean particularly 
most of the Midwest, it's going to be a spectacular sunny, you know, 70 degree day. 73 is a high in Iowa City for a noon. So weather's not going to be a factor. And I think Michigan's offense, uh, with the with the skill sets that it has at the wide receiver, and I think it's going to be a fast track. And I I, I think Michigan's offense is going to benefit from a from nice conditions versus Iowa. Let's be let's be real. I think that's a plus. So that's, I mean, yeah. weather conditions, nighttime, those are all factors. Yeah, I, to account twenty two's comment. Yeah, it, uh, to me that's a factor because all these environments that Michigan struggled in, like Nebraska last year. Night games are tougher. Look at Penn State. They're tougher. It just yes. is. For whatever reason, it is. Well, we will see about uh, your uh, capabilities as a weather forecaster uh, <laughs> because that's exactly what they need. Noon game and uh, some some bright sunshine and a fast track because yeah. anything other than that plays into Iowa's hands. We sure want them – we want to just say this to our friends in Florida. We're hoping for the best as oh, yeah. uh, you get hit by the storm. And uh, you're you're hoping that the aftermath of that doesn't uh, make its way west into uh, into some of the, the uh, Midwestern regions. But anyway, um, that you're right. It's um, as Michigan looks at this game, it's they've they've got to make as few mistakes as possible. And um, Dave Mays says, I sat through a miserable, miserable, steady drizzle watching Michigan lose to Iowa in 2002. Uh, yes. Yeah. And we all yeah. remember those. That's what you can't have. And the other thing you can't have, I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to stress it again. You cannot have a young quarterback making the big mistakes in this game. Do you absolutely know? I'm not trying to, you know, you, you say that. And so you're going to have somebody automatically say, oh, you want him to be Cade McNamara. No, I don't. I want him to be the best J.J. McCarthy, but the smartest J.J. McCarthy he can be in that situation. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, this kid is is very bright. He's very confident. Um, and, 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 and he's very humble. I mean, he's humble. Like, no, like he took all, like I said at the start of the podcast, uh, he took, you know, he pointed himself. It was my bad, and I and I think he's going to address it. You know, back to Kinnick Stadium. This this is another bad bad uh, flashback to Kinnick. Remember John Falk? Didn't he break his leg on the sideline? Yes, sir. Michigan's equipment manager over there. Just, not it's that tight, people. I mean, it's like you're flush up. You the fans are literally on the shoulder pads of of your 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 offensive lineman sitting on the bench and there, you know, people are hanging over you. It's, it's crazy from a media standpoint, you can't even walk behind the bench. I, you know, that, that's the, that's the true element of any. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm going to say another thing about Iowa fans and I'm going to say this because I know you've been doing the media thing only for 30 years, but I've done the fan thing too uh, at, at most of these big 10 venues. And Iowa fans got a lot more snarl than people think they do. When it, of course, when, when it comes to Michigan, everybody's got snarl. Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody, everybody acts like an idiot. Um, and, and I and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not saying they're Ohio State. I'm not saying they're Wisconsin. I'm not, I'm not saying they're Michigan State. But they got an edge to them when it comes to Michigan. Anytime you come in there, 
the fans come in there, you're, you're going to get the wrath. And I know the players are even more important, which is all that matters. I mean, they're, they're the players. Are, you know, people hate Michigan. Iowa hates Michigan. Iowa got pounded 42-3 to three, uh, in the Big Ten Championship game. There's going to be venom in that stadium, and Michigan's going to have to manage that. No doubt. As we wrap up, we are well into the fourth quarter. I uh, just want to take a quick look around the Big Ten because there are some really interesting things going on. On the one side, you've got uh, Ohio State looking like Ohio State and uh, ramping up to uh, to play their part in what could be an undefeated matchup at the end of the year. I think that's getting ahead of ourselves. But also Minnesota is uh, looks like the class of the West at this point. And uh, their victim on Saturday, one Michigan State, looks like <laughs> it has a world of problems right now. Oh, huge problems. You know, they're going to be dealing with bad weather, which might help Michigan State uh, up because that storm is going to seep up into College Park. I think remnants thereof. But, uh, yeah, Minnesota is was the takeaway. And 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 it was a good balance. I mean, with, with Mo Ibrahim, we know about the running game, but Tanner Morgan has been there since Rich Rodriguez was coaching in Michigan. He's been there forever at Minnesota, the quarterback. He was brilliant. And yeah, they're they're the class of the of the West right now, I think Minnesota. So that one has stood out to me. And and then just Ohio State, just they just step on your throat and pummel you. Um, and, and I, you know, that's but that's later on in the season. But um, and for and Michigan has got to do the same. I mean, they got to get up on Iowa and they got to just figure out. I got we got a fourteen point lead. How do we get to twenty one? We got a 21-point lead. How do we get it to 28? This is how Steve Spurrier got one big games at Florida. He's always thinking about how do I get that to another set? Michigan's got to be aggressive in this game, I think, um, you know, to win this game, in my opinion. But I'm not, you know, I, you know, I, I understand the downfalls of that. You know, you could turn the ball over. But, um, yeah, th- th- this is an important game. All these games are just so important. You got to win. They got to run the table. They want to be to get to the CFP and uh, have a shot at going down to Indy for the Big Ten Championship. There's no doubt. Uh, keys to the game, you mentioned them. Uh, I would say uh, certainly what, what I stressed before, I can't stress enough, is that you don't make the big mistake on your offense against a team that doesn't have much of an offense. Because if you make Iowa – go 80 yards on almost every drive, they don't win this game. Right. If you set them up inside their uh, your own 30 or 40-yard line, line. If they're they the can fourth, have a yeah. couple of strikes, then yep. all of a sudden everything changes. And with that builds momentum. And with that, you know, it, things can happen. And it, they do every single week. I don't care what anybody has to say. That, that Iowa has zero chance in this game. Um, we hear it every week, and we see every week there are, somebody's on upset alert and somebody's getting knocked off that there was no way they were going to lose. Well, that goes that, that turnover goes back to that sudden change. So the defense is out there working. And they're coming, you know, they get off the field, they come down and sit down, and all of a sudden you got a sudden change, and they got to run out there, and they're, you know, Iowa's at Michigan 38 yard line or whatever. That puts a lot of stress on the defense, you know, that on the defense, and they got to react. So I agree with you. That's 
like I said, Michigan takes care of the football, uh, and that's easier said than done. Um, then then they'll be fine. But and then man, and then and then JJ McCarthy managing the situation, you know, where he's in uh, a really tough environment. Now he played up in East Lansing last year, bits and pieces here, and that's that's a tough environment. And that's a that was a high magnitude game, right? And he, sure. you know, he did all right, but you know, he he uh he lost the football and so he can't do you know, I'm not denying that that's not an issue uh of concern. I'm not I I'm 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 not pretending it, but I think the ceiling of this kid, I think he's gonna be and I, I swear to God, a year from now, he's at the end of next year, he's gonna be in New York City as a Heisman Trophy candidate. That's my prediction. I certainly think he has the capability of doing exactly that. But uh, in, in my mind, his next step is from the neck up. Yeah. And that, that just involves, okay, make the good decisions at the right time. And there's no better time to do that than on Saturday in Iowa City because uh, that, uh, he, he is one of the great keys to Michigan winning this game. Tom Crawford uh, could could do this all night. Obviously, <laughs> you are a uh, you're a delight to have on. We will be doing this uh, again next week, and uh, we will know whether or not Michigan has taken the next step. Because you look in the next month, and and it's two next two road games, and then Penn State and Michigan State uh, rivalry game. I don't care what you say. I don't care. That that'll be another one. They're terrible. Don't don't talk about them like they yeah. have any chance yeah. in this game. Right. Well, we've we've seen some of the things that can happen. No, so, it's this it's this game. It's this game, JB, on October one, and the game on October fifteenth. Those two games are going to determine how far this team is going to go. I know one's on the one's on the road and one's at home. I'm not you know belittling Indiana. Well, I am, I guess. But I mean, I'm just saying this is a huge game. And from a from a developmental standpoint for JJ McCarthy, this could be the block, the building block that really perpetuates him forward. If he has a great, you know, QBR rating, you know, after after this game, and he has a great game, and just think what that will do for him moving forward. No doubt about it. And we will uh, be watching this one together. Tom Crawford, as always, great job and great to have you with us. We will do this again very soon. Always a pleasure, JB. Look forward to next time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.